स्टोरीज फ्रॉम उपनिषद्स रिटोल्ड बाय अर्घ्या गोस्वामी friends hope you all are doing well i hope you liked my previous episodes from muktika upanishad in which you heard the conversation between lord shri ramachandra and lord shri hanuman today i'll tell you about mandukya upanishad but why if you remember in my previous episode when lord hanuman asked lord shri ramachandra about upanishads he replied that only one upanishad that one needs to know and understand is mandukya upanishad so friends this one is the shortest of all major upanishads containing only 12 verses but it is of paramount importance this upanishad is derived from atharva veda and was explained by acharya godapadacharya in 250 verses which are arranged in four chapters known as karikas acharya godapadacharya was the guru of acharya govinda padacharya who was actually the guru of adi shankaracharya according to his commentary on the word om begins the four treatises or prakaranas or chapters which sums up the quintessence of vedantic ideas these four chapters or prakaranas in this karika are agama prakarana vaitathya prakarana advaita prakarana alata shanti prakarana the upanishadic portion without this karika does not provide a full view of the philosophic system of vedanta which seeks to interpret human knowledge as a whole the agama prakarana or the first chapter seeks the dealing specifically vedic text to indicate the traditional means to realization of essential nature of atman and is devoted to determination of the meaning of om this has 12 mantras and 29 karikas the vaitathya prakarana or the second chapter seeks rationally to demonstrate the unreality of duality or the illusion which is the duality being destroyed and the knowledge of non duality becomes evident for instance stop imagining a rope as a snake then only the rope will reveal the real nature of it this has 38 karikas and is based on shruti yukti anubhava or experience and falsification of duality or plurality the advaita prakarana or the third chapter is devoted to rational demonstrating of the truth of non duality unless it should be unreal this has 48 karikas and deals with the idea that only non dual brahman is real which can be logically proven and everyone and everything in this universe can be negated except my own existence so pure existence is brahman Finally the alata shanti prakarana or the fourth chapter is devoted to the rational refutation of the other schools of thought that present unvedic points of view and antagonist to the assertment of the truth of non duality which are opposed to the knowledge of advaitic reality 
by pointing out their falsity on the account of their own mutual contradictions. This has hundred karikas proven that the world is an illusion. Note that the word prakarana is used here because Sri Adi Shankaracharya treated Mandukya Upanishad and his karikas not as a shastra or body of study but as a prakarana or treatise. A shastra view deals with varieties of topics but a prakarana is a short manual which confines itself to some essential topics of shastra. All the arguments in this Upanishad ultimately point to the establishment of attributes of Brahman thus serving the purpose of a prakarana. A prakarana has four indispensable elements or anubandha namely the determination of the fitness of a student for the study of a treatise which is called adhikari the subject matter or vishay which is the student will study the mutual relationship or sambandha between the treatise and the subject matter and the object to be attained by study that is its utility or prayojana before i continue i think i must first discuss the Advaita concept of reality, which has been described at large in this Upanishad. This school of thought was propagated by Adi Shankaracharya and can be traced back to 6th or to 7th century CE. The words Advaita means non-duality. The Advaita conception of reality is undifferentiated homogeneous entity where the attributes point to the nature of the self or Atman. According to Advaita philosophy, Atman and Brahman are not different from each other. This was popularized by one of the Mahavakya Upanishad, Ayam Atma Brahma, or this self is Brahman. Ayam Atma Brahma is the Anubhava Vakya or experiential sentence, where one has to experience this. Brahman is the fundamental reality underlying all objects and experiences. It is explained as pure existence, pure consciousness, pure bliss. Advaita means the absence of duality or illusion between the subject and the object. In our wakeful consciousness, we experience duality, but in deep sleep, there is only non-duality. Brahman is the one and only reality and everything else is a mere appearance, projection, formation or illusion. There are three levels of Advaita Vedanta regarding reality. They are Pratibhasika or subjective level, Vavaharika or empirical level and Paramarthika or ultimate spiritual level. Pratibhasika is the most unreal as dreams are at this level. Coming back to the podcast episode, the compilation of this Upanishad has some ambiguity. A large group of scholars thought that this Upanishad revealed Brahman to Rishi Mandukya who was the composer of this Upanishad. The other group of thinkers believed that the meaning of Mandukya comes from the word Manduk or the frog. As we know that frog goes through a metamorphosis from a tadpole to a young adult, so it is a common metaphor for spiritual enlightenment showcasing spiritual growth in a person. A third group of scholars combine these two and speaks of Varuna, the god of water and sky, 
and the venerated rishi himself taking a form of a frog to sing the praise of the cosmic vibration of om basically we do not know the correct reason why this is called mandukya upanishad you can pick up any one of these three explanations as per your choice as this is not the focus of this podcast for ease of understanding this is the most important upanishad for simple understanding i have divided it into two parts part 1 which is today's episode largely talks about four quarters of the self part 2 which i will record later on i'll talk about om also to make the episode more engaging i'm taking some creative liberty to represent this vast knowledge as a conversation between a river teacher and his student let's begin today's story once a river teacher said to his student hari om om iti etad aksharam idam sarvam tasyopavyakhyanam bhutam bhavat bhavishyad iti sarvam omkara eva yachanyat trikalatitam tad api omkara eva this means this letter om is all this all that is past present and future is verily om that which is beyond three periods of time is also indeed om the whole world whatever you can see perceive feel and understand is that imperishable sound that cosmic vibration which is om it is what has been what it is and what it will be it is beyond these three periods of time and even beyond the time itself is om it is ekakshara brahma or one sound which is the explanation of om what was in the past is in the present and what it will be in the future it is om it has both manifested state and an unmanifested state in the manifested state it is gross and subtle but there is no concept of time when it is in unmanifested state it is at the causal state also note that time arises only when the sequence of experiences or anubhava begins so you experience a day noon or night the sequence of time moves on om is beyond prakriti or three periods of time beyond purusha so om is the combination of prakriti and purusha where prakriti is manifested sound and purusha is the unmanifested sound where silence manifest as shanti which is the basis of all sounds so all this is om friends before i continue today's story let me bring in an interesting perspective you may have heard the mantra of guru nanak dev ji sat naam ek omkar which means real name one om om is all this 
It clearly means that Brahman or the Supreme Self denoted by the syllable Om is all this. Every object has a name. The name and the object denoted by it are identical. All objects are not different from their names. And the connection between Shabda or sound and Artha or the object is inseparable. The names and the forms are inseparable. If you remember in my earlier episode, I told you about the story of Brahma. When he had desire to become many, that was Brahma Sankalpa. There was the spandan or vibration from which the creation became. This vibration or the sound symbol is Om. So Om is inseparable from Brahman. If you know, Om is also Brahman. Now, coming back to the story, the student with folded hands asked the teacher to explain it further. The teacher smiled and recited perhaps one of the most important verses or one of the Mahavakya from the Upanishad. Sarvam Haitad Brahma, Ayam Atma Brahma, Soyam Atma Chatuspat. This means all this is surely Brahman. This self or Atman is Brahman. The self or Atman has four quarters or parts. Friends, does it ring a bell? Remember in the story of Satyakama, he was taught all four quarters or parts of Brahman by non-human teachers. So, if you now relate that, there is no difference between Atman or Self and Brahman or Supreme Self. Coming back to the story again, the teacher continued to explain the verse in detail. Sarva Metad, that all is this that was spoken of as Om is Brahman. So Om is the name and the Brahman is the substance or reality indicated by Om. The student was inquisitive and asked, Oh my Guru, please explain me, what is Brahman? The teacher said, I am Atma Brahma, which means Atma is Brahman. Therefore, all Atmas are Brahma Rupa or Akshara Rupa which is glorified in the verse Ayam Atma Brahma. Thus, it has always been established that one must identify the Atma as being Brahma Rupa. Then the student asked again, O oh, sir, how to realize one's Atman as being Brahman? The teacher answered, For this, one must first know it to be separated from the three bodies that are causal, subtle and physical or gross and the three states of Atman that is walking or Vishwa state, dream or Tejasa state and deep sleep or Pragya state. These bodies and states are tied to Atman. So Atman is Brahman which is separate from these bodies and states. Thus. We first must understand these three states and then understand the fourth state which is the Brahmic state or Turiya so that we can separate from them. That's why it states Soyam Atma Chatuspath which means four states. Eventually the smaller units lose their individuality into the bigger ones so the Vishwa merges into Taijasa 
tejasa merges into the pragyan and pragyan into turya the student scratched his head unable to comprehend and asked oh sir can you please explain me these four states in detail the teacher smiled and replied oh somya the first state is the wakeful state or jagrita in which you and i are represent in this state the atman or self is turned outwards conscious of only the external world it is busy engaging with it interacting with it consuming it processing it and making sense of it in this state the atman is vaishavnara or the universal one the virat or the cosmic being it implies that when jivatma knows pragyana the outer objects such a state is attributed to aging size or individuality the external objects are in contact with the gross physical body and the sphere of action whose consciousness relates to the all external things and objects the waking state is the address and sphere of all activities of the virat purusha as vaishwanara in the body the atma in the wakeful state is the doer of all body's actions the thinker of all mind's thoughts the consumer and enjoyer of all material things which can consume via its 19 mouths and 7 limbs the 19 mouths comprise five gyana indriyas or sense organs such as tongue nose eyes ears and skin five karma indriyas such as walk or speech hands legs upastham or organ of reproduction and payu or the organ of excretion five pranas such as prana apana udana vayana and samana and four antakaranam or the inner organs such as manas or mind buddhi or intellect chitta or consciousness and ahamkara or ego that mistakes the body and the mind and the intellect for atma cause them i and the memory chitta which remembers and forgets selectively and thus influences the mind and intellect The seven limbs of Virat Purusha are the sky, sun, moon, earth, space, heaven and the ocean. The teacher paused and it ignited another question in the student's mind and he immediately asked, "Sir, who is Virat Purusha?" The teacher replied calmly, "Basically, Virat Purusha is not the self or the physical body, but he is one with the total universe and cosmos one who is identified with the society and community or a nation such a person is called virat purusha just to understand the identity of vishwa with virat is a suggestive of the unity of tejasa and pragya with hiranyagarbha and the unmanifested state as well this state is also described in madhu brahmana of brihadaranyakopanishad before we move on friends i would like to quickly touch upon the four quarters of brahman virata purusha is the gross cosmic world which makes the first part of brahman 
The second part of Brahman is the subtle cosmic world which is called Hiranyagarbha. The third part or quarter is the cosmic world in the causal state as in unmanifested state and where it is freed from all states or causes and effects and exists merely as a substratum of all existence knowledge bliss and is the fourth quarter of Brahman, the state where there is no causes in simple terms. The student then asked his Guru, O oh Guru, can you please tell me about the next state of consciousness? The Guru replied to his student, O oh Samya, the next state of consciousness is the dream state or Swapna. In this state, the senses are withdrawn and have opportunity to look inward. In this state, the Atman is Taijasa or the Illuminated One. In Swapna or dream state, the mind constructs a dream world from all the inputs it has received from the material and physical world in the wakeful state and all the actions and the desires that have left their impressions on it. The Jivatma experiences a variety of objects in the dream world. This dream world one hopes deepest fears some never acknowledged in the wakeful state some come up to the surface all their unfulfilled wishes are fulfilled in this dream state the state in which the sleeping jivatma does not know pragyana or outer objects during the wakeful state but knows the inner objects or antaha is the dream state in the dream state the shushma sharira is active the body is not on an individual level but at a subtle level which is called Taijasa so as the mind which is also in a subtle mind level or Hiranyagarbha. In this state the entire cosmos is at the subtle mind level. One is not conscious of the physical body. When we see a dream neither the five organs of action nor the five sense organs are active but the inner organs such as the mind and intellect are active. Something to ponder upon friends. Pure consciousness is identified by total cosmos which comprises Virat Purusha, Vaishvanara and Vishwa and the total mind which is comprised of Hiranyagarbha and Taijasa. So there is no distinction between individual and the total mind. The student's eye was glowing. He wanted to know more. With folded hands, he again asked his Guru about the third state of consciousness. The teacher continued, Oh dear one, the third state of consciousness is the deep sleep. It is called the Shushupti or the state of deep sleep. In this state of deep sleep where the sleeper does not desire any enjoyable or physical things and does not see any dreams. In this sphere, everything is undifferentiated. In this state, the mind thinks no thoughts, dreams no dream and feels no desire. In this state, the Atma is in state of Pragya or the Knowing One. Withdrawing everything such as senses, mind, memory, imagination, all thoughts and all actions into itself. The Atma is at last at rest. In deep repose, the sleeper is merely a mass of consciousness who abounds in bliss, 
who is surely an enjoyer of bliss and who is the doorway to the experience of dream and waking state since all distinction vanishes the self does not see itself as i it cannot see the other as different as you as i merges into you so does the subject merges into the object the seer into the seen this into that until at last there is only one as pragya the self consumes nothing but continues to enjoy not materialistic thing as in jagrita state not imaginary things in swapna state but very deep bliss or ananda this is also called pragyanagna a mass of consciousness since this is characterized by the absence of discrimination he is anandamaya or full of joy his abundance of joy being caused by the absence of misery involved in the effort of mind vibrating as the objects and their experiencer but he is not bliss itself since the joy is not absolute he is called sita mukha because consciousness appears as empirical experience in this doorway to the states of dream and wakefulness he is called pragyanah or conscious par excellence since in him alone there is the knowledge of the past and future and of all things even though lying in the deep sleep he is called pragyana because of his having been so earlier in the two states of dream and wakefulness or he is called conscious since he is alone and is possessed in a peculiar characteristic of mere undiversified consciousness this pragya or the third state of atman pragya is the total standpoint of ishwara then the teacher paused and again said the total being with respect to the physical world is called virata vaishvanara with respect to the total mind is called hiranya garbha and with respect to the state of creation is called ishwara then he recited the verse ईशा सर्वेश्वर ईशा सर्वग्न एशो अंतरायामी एश योनि सर्वस्य प्रभा व्याप्यायु ही भूतानाम व्हिच मींस दिस इज द लॉर्ड ऑफ ऑल दिस इज द नोअर ऑफ ऑल दिस इज द इनर कंट्रोलर दिस इज द सोर्स ऑफ ऑल एंड दिस इज दैट फॉर्म व्हिच ऑल थिंग्स ओरिजिनेट and in which they finally dissolved themselves this pragya when in his natural state is surely sarveshwara or the lord of all of all the diversity inclusive of heavenly world and contrary to what others believe in he is not something intrinsically different from this one as is borne out by the vedic text out somya the mind is tethered to the vital force which is brahman vishwa experiences the external things and is all pervading but tejas experiences the internal things similarly pragya is the mass of consciousness it is but the same entity that is thought in three ways 
the transcendence of the three states by the self its unity purity and unrelatedness to anything is proved by the fact of the existence in the states of succession and of its being interlinked by the memory as i this is born out of the illustration of the great fish in the ancient text the student interrupted the teacher and asked sir what is that illustration please tell me although the teacher was bit disturbed as his flow of thoughts was broken by this inquisitive student but he appreciated his question he smiled and replied oh somya in brihad aranyakopanishad i have told you about it it is the time to recollect that illustration it says that as a great fish swims alternately to both the banks of the river so does the infinite being move to the both sides of the states that is in the dream and waking state vishwa is met with the right eye which is the place of existence tejasa is inside the mind and pragya is in the space within the heart in all three ways he exists in the body please note that vishwa exists equally in all organs however he specifically referred to existing in the right eye the soul which is abode in the right eye perceives some form and then closes the eyes and recollecting that very form sees it manifested manasi antah inside the mind in the form of impressions as in a dream this is how tejasa is met in the waking state or vishwa vishwa and tejasa are same for the same entity that sees as vishwa recollects as tejasa as in the case here so it is in the dream therefore though tejasa is within the mind he is really same as vishwa on the abeyance of the activity called memory pragya sitting in the space within the heart becomes free from the diversity of objects and their perceiving subject and continues to be the mere mass of consciousness for then there is no functioning of mind this is how pragya is met with the waking state or vishwa and when the mind ceases to act the same entity assumes the characteristics of pragya the perception and recollection are the vibrations of the mind and absence of these there is mere existence in an unmanifested state in the heart in identification with the vital force tejasa is same as hiranyagarbha because of his existence in the mind as declared by the vedic text tejasa is conditioned by the individual mind and hiranyagarbha by the cosmic mind but individual and cosmic minds are the same so tejasa and hiranyagarbha must be the same hiranyagarbha as possessed by the power to act is the soul within the subtle body that is linga and linga is equated with the mind as per the vedic text therefore Tejasa and Hiranyagarbha are same and Hiranyagarbha is a special manifestation of Purusha identified with the cosmic mind and Tejasa resides in the mind therefore they are same 
the enjoyment is threefold as the vishwa enjoys the gross body tejas enjoys the subtle body and pragya enjoys the bliss the student felt enlightened by the knowledge of these three states of consciousness he asked his guru o guru what is the fourth state of consciousness then the teacher explained the fourth state of consciousness he said o samya know that the fourth state is not conscious of the internal world nor it is conscious of the external world it is not conscious of both worlds nor a mass of consciousness nor it is conscious or unconscious it is unseen beyond empirical dealings beyond any grasp not direct unthinkable undescribable whose valid proof consists of single belief in the self in which all phenomena ceases and which is unchanging auspicious and non-dual that is self and that is to be known saying this the teacher paused and again said to his student the true nature of the rope is realized through the negation of the illusion of a snake so the very self conscious in the three states is sought to be established as turiya as described in the mahavakya tattvam asi the teacher continued to explain so let's consider the rope is imagined to be a snake the self too though one is imagined in three states these are possessed of such attributes as consciousness of the internal world therefore there remains no need to search for any other means of knowledge or any other discipline like constant thinking for realization of turiya this is similar to what happens in the case of knowledge of the rope where the elimination of a snake from the rope occurs simultaneously with discrimination between the rope and the snake on the contrary those who hold the view that in the act of knowing the pot for instance an instrument of knowledge engages in some other activity in addition to the removal of the darkness from the pot similarly it may be well held that in the matter of splitting wood as the act of splitting does something to the two parts in addition to the removal of the bonding of the wooden fibers on the other hand if it's true that the means of knowledge is engaged in distinguishing between a pot from the darkness fulfills its goal by merely removing the unwanted darkness just as the act of cutting the wood into two pieces by breaking the molecular bondage between the two parts of the wood just in the case of turiya it is nothing but valid knowledge arising from negation and intended to separate such ideas as being conscious of the internal world that is superimposed on the self it has no other action on turiya apart from eliminating unwanted attributions like being conscious of the internal world simultaneously with the abeyance of the unwanted attributes there are eradication of such distinctions as the knower the known and the knowledge thus it is said that duality ceases to exist after realization 
Thus, the instrument of knowledge fulfills the purpose of removing the darkness of ignorance from its object. Thus, all evils, such as being conscious of the internal world, superimposed on the self, cease simultaneously with all the application of the instrument of illumination, which is nothing but a valid knowledge arising from negation of duality. Dantaha Pragyanam, which means not conscious of the internal world, is eliminated by Tejasa. Nabahish Pragyanam, which means not conscious of the external world, is eliminated by Vishwa. Na Ubhataya Pragyanam, which means not conscious of ether, is eliminated by intermediate state between dream and waking. Na Pragya Naghanam, which means not a mass of consciousness, is denied by the state of deep sleep, for this consists in a state of latency where everything becomes indistinguishable. Na Pragyanam, which means nor conscious, is denied by being aware of all objects simultaneously by the single act of consciousness. Na Apragyanam, which means nor unconscious, is negated by insentience. Friends, that was all for today's episode. This was the end of part 1 where the teacher explained to his student about the four states of consciousness. In the part 2, in the next episode of Mandukya Upanishad, the teacher will continue his discussion on Om. So, please tune in to your favorite show, Stories from Upanishads, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and many other podcast players. The good news is that it is now also available in Stitcher, Blueberry Podcast and many other podcast players. You can also listen to them in my exclusive website https colon slash slash www.storiesfromupanishads.com Furthermore, as a bonus, you can also read through some of my interesting blogs and also shop from Exotic India which is India's leading online store where you can find rare books brass articles, idols, and many other articles. Please do write to me in my email arghyathings at gmail.com which is A-R-G-H-Y-A-T-H-I-N-K-S at direct gmail.com I do exchange many ideas and concepts with my fellow listeners and we both learn from each other. As always, I request you to follow, like, share, download this podcast series and also spend some time putting in your valuable views, reviews and comments wherever possible. These small actions will really help me and motivate me further. So, until then... Source content collected from various books on Upanishads such as Messages of the Upanishads by Swami Ranganathananda, Brihadda Aranyaka Upanishad by Swami Madhavananda, 8 Upanishads from Advaita Ashrama, Upanishads.org, 
Vedas and Upanishads for children by Rupa Pai and several other write-ups and thoughts on Upanishads. Background music is sourced from various royalty-free music sources, Apple Loops, Internet Archives with non-commercial 4.0 international license. Om Shanti chants are from YouTube source Gaia Sanskrit. This podcast was conceptualized, scripted, narrated and audio designed by Argya Goswami.